where we aim to live independently for excellence with your host, Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, Licensed Professional Counselor. Do you sometimes feel that nobody understands what you are going through and that others do not share your personal struggles? You may be surprised. Today, you will listen and learn from the stories and our testimonies on the program. Now, here is your host, Victoriously Speaking. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nicole, a.k.a. Victorious and Victoriously Speaking. I am so glad that you tuned in to Life Radio today, brought to you by Hearts to Nourish Hope. Um, I want to recap my show from November 13th when it was about uh, sex for survival, the runaway show. I did not get to do my Monday motivation, and I was supposed to do a shout-out to a few vendors at an event that I was at at the Sights and Sounds Cultural Museum at the North DeKalb Mall in Decatur, Georgia. And we were kind of establishing and showcasing businesses uh, by minorities that don't normally get a chance to showcase because they're just starting or they're learning about business or even they've been doing business and they come out it's more of a community thing and i love it it's by the rba foundation you can go on my facebook page at victoriously speaking and get all of that information but i wanted to shout out these three vendors um mainly because they showed up and supported the guy rossi eason who puts on these events Despite the fact that he was asking people to, this was the first time they asked for um, people to buy his book. And so I want to give a shout out to them because I like the fact that they was being supportive and that this event is mainly about community and us growing as a people. So I want to shout out Lynn White. Her company is called Instant Pretty. And she does mobile services for makeup, hair extension. She's also an esthetician. She can be reached at Instagram, Lens underscore Instant Pretty, 812-773-2751. Also, Ventura's Fly Handbag and Accessories. She has some really nice and creative things. If you like creative, she can also make things for you if you have something in mind. 212-470-5800, especially the purses. They were awesome. She actually had a basketball purse. And then there was also a gentleman named Darrell who has a business called Silocom, S-I-L-O-C-O-M-M.com. And he helps with marketing through text messaging and things like that. So just, you know, cut up innovative type things. And I really wanted to make sure that I shot them out before I went into what this series which is we just started a new series which is family secrets family secrets and um so that is basically this topic of the day and we're going to talk about domestic violence and child abuse and our story of the day is a very interesting story of a young man that i got to know that um was abused most of his life i think you will find that pretty interesting so i want to start off with a few statistics and I want to start off first with domestic violence. Um, October is officially 
domestic violence, I think, and also breast cancer month. I think we need to talk about things like domestic violence more than just once a year. But according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, that's the NCADV, there are 20,000 calls a day to the domestic violence hotlines. 20,000 calls. One out of three women and one in four men. If you were listening to last week's show, we talked about the fact that men are abused as well. And get this. One in 15 children are exposed to domestic violence. And that brings me to a topic about child abuse that um, even in this whole three-part three series on our last show that will be the finale, which will be December 11th, we will really get into that exposure to violence and what that does emotionally. But in child abuse... The American Society for the Positive Care of Children, I think it's called the SPCC, they reported that in 2015, there were 3.4 million reports of child abuse in the United States. 3.4 million. That means there were 83.9% of the cases were substantiated. That is crazy. Substantiated means that there was proof of abuse. Now, in those statistics, that sounds kind of crazy, right? Um, 3.4 million. 3.4 million. But the childstats.gov in the United States, they reported there were 73.6 million children under the age of 18. But get this. 74% of those children were reported under the age of three years old. That is crazy. But not only that, there was a little over 70% that was reported that at least one parent was involved. Ah! That's absolutely asinine. You know, that, and and then when it gets really, really sad, is that 2.25 children out of every 100,000 in the United States, child abuse results in death. Now, these numbers, to me, are astounding. Now, you might say, well, there's 73.6 million children, but that says that 2.25, now I'm not sure about the 2.5, well, you know, statistics, so, um, but... 2.25 children out of every 100,000. So 100,000 divided by 73.6 million. Now, I'm not going to do the math. But if you look at that, that's still kind of crazy. Now, I used to work for Department of Family and Children's Services um, as a child protection services investigator, which I had a lot of cases. I actually had two child deaths on my uh, caseload and I did everything I could it was horrible you know um, and so those two did a lot to me but you're talking about 2.25 children out of every hundred thousand 
that is in this 73.6 million children that's in the United States. We have a problem. I think we have a huge problem. And it starts with family secrets. We brush these things under the rug. We don't talk about it. We're scared to talk about it. Um, we don't want to tell. We don't want to get involved. There are so many things. And not only that, you have these things that are getting passed on generation to generation. When are these things going to stop? And the crazy part about it is, it used to be worse. When I was younger, um, when, you know, even before that, because child protection services was not a thing that was very popular, mainly because we don't like to talk about these things where they say, don't tell nobody what happens at home, <laughs> you know. Um, even in domestic violence, there's a lot of emotional, um, a lot of emotional abuse that starts prior to the physical, a lot of grooming, a lot of courting and things that starts before domestic violence most of the time. Um, but even those children that are exposed to it at an early age, even they will end up in domestic violence type situations. So those are the things that, you know, I really want you to think about. I hope you get a chance to call in and, you know, tell us your story or tell us what you think about those statistics. That is crazy. Um, we got, we got a few minutes before a break, but if you want to call in, you can. That number is 888-346-9141. Well, I got a few more minutes. One of the other things that I wanted to point out, even about the abuse, about the domestic violence, is that we start believing in lies in these types of situations. You believe that you're no good or that um, nobody's going to help you. Nobody loves you. Nobody understands. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the breakdown. But I'm getting ready to give you the story of the day. It is called A Hard Life. And it comes from a young man, um, he's in his 30s now, and it's kind of a long story, so bear with me as I read it, but it's written in his own handwriting and language, and there is going to be some cursing that I'm not going to say, I'm just going to say bleep, okay? So, um, we are a little bit before break, but it's a very interesting story, I hope you guys stick around through the commercial to hear this because man it was it was interesting and I'll tell you a little bit more after I read it but he's one of those young people that was exposed to domestic violence and experienced it horribly I mean he had teeth broken nose jaws at a very young age ran away several times so it's a very interesting story and I, I really like the fact that I'm able to give it to you in his words 
Um, we got about uh, four pages to get through. So bear with me. I may have a few times when I stutter, <laughs> but it's a great story. I'm sure that you will gain something from it. I hope you do because that's the whole reason for this. And then we will talk a little bit more during the breakdown about some of the psychological things behind abuse and how we can, you know, seek help from these types of situations. So stand by. We're getting ready to have a break and hope that you come back to hear the story of the day, which is called A Hard Life. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a non-profit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs, to our youth-operated food pantry. All of HEART's programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Today it seems everywhere I go trouble's chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at thereconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back, welcome back. And because of that senior moment, I would like to give you the call-in number again. That call-in number is 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. 
So, it is time for the story of the day. I really, really am excited about reading this story. Um, bear with me. I wanted to get it recorded, um, but didn't really have the time because I was in recovery. So, just bear with me. It's called A Hard Life. Okay. And let me go ahead and get into it. So, I was raised in an unstable household. I used to watch my family members snort powder up their noses and drink alcohol until they either passed out or violently fought each other. There were not many rules to follow, and we ran the streets barefooted in search of something to get into. There were four of us, me, my older brother, and our two cousins. We used to constantly catch ringworms in our hair or on our bodies. I used to watch with fascination as the little white worms tried to escape the pieces of fecal matter before I flushed them away. I was the youngest, so I, of course, was naturally the smallest. I wasn't even in school yet, but I cursed like a sailor and could steal candy out of the store like a pro. I used to get beat on the regular almost every day. I was slapped or hit with a belt. But it didn't tame my behavior. It only made it worse. I used to get blamed for everything. So most of the time, I got beat for something I actually didn't do. There was so frequent, I developed a high tolerance for pain. There were times when I made things worse because I was angry. I would say things like, do you think that hurt? Or is that all you got? <laughs> Is that all you got? Okay. During the beatings, which made them actually hurt me more. This was discipline. It might have crossed the line on a few occasions, but I feel like there was no malice. I remember these things, but I am going to jump forward. I wanted to paint the picture to explain how I was raised before the traumatic move and ultimately the real abuse. I grew up believing that my aunt was my mother. In actuality, my biological mother was on the streets battling her powerful drug addiction. Well, the day came when she cleaned up and decided to rescue her boys from a poor living condition. It was chaotic. My aunt, uncle, and grandfather didn't want to give us back and they started to fight. The police were called and we were locked inside the house with my aunt and she just kept hugging and kissing me and my brother saying, do you love me? Tell me you love me. I told her I loved her multiple times before the police took us and I broke out screaming and crying. We were the two complete strangers. My real mother was a lesbian and we moved in with the both of them, which was her and her girlfriend. Things were crazy for starters. We had rules to follow. Things like wearing shoes outside, wearing socks with our shoes, having to brush our teeth, brush our hair, having to say please and thank you. And worst of all, we couldn't stay outside once it got dark. I did not like these rules at all. And I used to scream until I got beat. Then screamed because I got hit. It took me some time, but eventually I adapted to my new environment and my new parents. Love, trust, and respect were all rightfully earned 
and my life became stable. There were no drugs or alcohol around us whatsoever. A few years later, my mother started having problems with her relationship. Now my mother was not the average Roman. I used to call her my superwoman because she could do anything. She was a bodybuilder who took pride in how well her body was sculpted. She had muscles everywhere and it was more than just looks. She was as strong as an ox. One day I had to use the bathroom and heard banging in the restroom so I opened the door. My mother and her girlfriend were fighting and so she had her girlfriend off her feet and pinned to the wall. She was shocked. Actually, we were both shocked because I couldn't believe she could lift that lady at all. She had to weigh well over 300 pounds, but she was in the air and scared to death. They eventually broke up and we moved to another apartment. It was just me and my brother and my mother. I gained even more love and respect for her. I watched her work two jobs just to pay the bills by herself. We didn't even have a car. She used a bike to travel everywhere, even to go food shopping. She did what she had to do without any public assistance. Then she lost one of her jobs and fell behind on the rent. It was so much fun to pack up the apartment and sneak out in the middle of the night. I laughed so hard as we pulled out with our final load of stuff. We moved clear across town using my mom's boss's van. Then my mother met another woman and she ended up moving in with us. Everything was good until all of a sudden it wasn't. It seemed to have just changed overnight. The woman was Colombian and her temper was really bad. It began with name calling. Me and my brother were little bleak boys and stupid bleak. I told my mom and she didn't do anything, so things just got worse. She seemed to wait until my mom went to work before her game started. She used to order us around all the time like we were slaves. To get our attention, she would throw something like a shoe or a cup and thought it was funny. Whenever the object bounced off our heads, she used to tell us we were good for nothing and how we were bleep up her and her mother's relationship. I remember taking showers and her opening the door and watching me while I washed myself. Then the physical abuse grew to the next level. One day, she told me to wash dishes. I heard running and I turned around and she punched me in the nose so hard I flew back on my back. I was dazed, I was dazed and it took me a minute to understand what happened. She stood over me and said, little bleep. Don't you ever talk back to me again or I'll break your lips. I didn't say anything. I just got up and locked myself inside my room. I couldn't wait for my mom to get home. My nose wouldn't stop bleeding. So I used a t-shirt to catch the blood. My top lip was also swollen and they were proof that I, they were the proof that I needed to make my mom believe me. As soon as my mother walked through the door, I was in her face showing her the damage and telling her on that woman. I would never forget the words that came from her lips. What did you say to her? I was so hurt. I started to cry. I dropped my bloody t-shirt and walked back to my room crying. I couldn't believe it. I was only a child, a third grader, an eight-year-old. What could I possibly say that would justify an adult punching me in the nose? 
That was the day the respect I had for my mother began to fade. She was no longer superwoman. In my eyes, she wouldn't even protect her own children. As time went by, the abuse got worse. I had many bruises, black eyes, swollen lips. And I even had my two front baby teeth knocked out. I became more vocal. I couldn't hurt them with strength. I got them with my words. However, this only caused me to get seriously hurt, but I didn't care what was pain. My mother not only failed to protect us, she actually began hurting us herself. She has choked me out m multiple times. I was thrown around, sliding glass doors, slammed on the ground countless times. One day, she threw me into a wall so hard that the drywall caved in. There were no more belts. When they got mad, they either slapped or punched us like we were grown men. They threw blows, and I launched words back like daggers. The respect was little to none, so my words were so brutal they cut deep. I paid for it every time, but like I said before, I knew how to embrace the pain. I was now 11 years old, and I began going to middle school, 6th grade. Things were very hostile in the house, probably because we were getting older, and we were tired of being punching bags and slaves. Christmas time was not a holiday for us. We used to watch them exchange expensive gifts while we got clothes and inexpensive nonsense. We started to hate the two of them, and we stayed on the streets all of the time. I started smoking weed on a regular basis. If I didn't have the money, which was most of the time I stole, I used to break into people's houses just for money so I could buy my happy drug. Then one day, while at my aunt's house, the one I thought was my mother, she taught us how to properly mix drinks. We used to drink with her until we got sick or passed out. I developed the famous, I don't give a bleep attitude to life and all I cared about was getting high and drunk. That was my escape, my release. When my mother or her girlfriend abused me, I simply went to school and hurt one of the students. I got suspended nine times in the sixth grade and I got arrested twice. My life was spiraling out of control. I didn't care anymore. I used to yell disrespectful stuff like bleep you, you bleep bleep and lock myself in the room just to escape out of the window. Of course, it was already caught and I caught up to me. I ran away so many times to where I lost count. It seemed like nobody loved me enough to help me. Now I'm going to stop right there because we got one minute to break. I'm sure th that you want to hear the end of this story. This story is pretty long, but I am going to finish it into the next episode or segment, which is going to be the breakdown. And I hope that you continue to tune in. So I will be back after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. 
Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshops she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs, to our youth-operated food pantry. All of HEART's programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, I was at a part of the story of the day where the gentleman said that it seemed like nobody loved him enough to help him. So I'm going to continue. One day, my mother, my brother was working out and the woman told him to clean up the kitchen. He said, "Okay." soon as he finishes his final sets, he was walking back to the weight bench as she went running past my room. I stepped out of my room to see what was going on, and I seen her choking my brother from behind. I heard him gurgling as he struggled to break free. Something snapped inside of me, and I started to scream at the top of my lungs as I ran towards her full speed. When I reached her, I swung with all my strength, and I punched her right in the back of the head. She screamed and turned towards me in rage, but my brother quickly punched her in the side of the face before she could swing back. We jumped her good that day, and we both laughed in the back of the police car as we celebrated our victory. The neighbors called the police, and they quickly separated us while they worked to get to the bottom of the situation. I told the police how long we had been getting abused. I cried, and I explained how me and my brother were being hurt, but no, nothing happened. My mom came and told them that she couldn't handle us anymore. She told the police to take us both. The police threatened to lock her and her lover up and eventually released us back into her custody. I was so shocked. I remember my mother's words as me and my brother hid in our bedroom with the door locked and barricaded it. 
Don't worry, baby. We won. We got they little bleep. Shortly after that fight, the lady and my mother broke up. My mother developed a bad gambling problem and she fell behind on the rent. We barely had food and we used to go to our friend's house to eat. I used to steal bread from the store and go fishing because I always caught fish to eat. My mother was always snapping on us for every little thing. Her and my brother eventually got into a big fight. They were punching each other like two strangers, but of course my mother won. My brother moved away to our aunt's house, but I stayed. My aunt had five kids of her own and they were there was no space for me. I stayed for several years before I moved out as well. I left when I was 14 years old. By then, I was a high school dropout, an addict, and a full-fledged alcoholic. My life was hard, but nobody fully understood. They just judged me based on my negative behavior or actions. They just didn't know me. I have left out names and actual dates purposely. I would like to say that abuse comes in many forms, verbally, physically, and even mentally. I am now 33 years old. And I am still dealing with issues till this day. I have abandonment issues. I have an explosive temper. I suffer from depression. I have trust issues. I have fought suicidal tendencies and I have actually had two suicidal attempts. I have very low self-esteem. All these conditions stem from my childhood upbringing. If I were told, if I were to offer some advice to somebody who is currently a victim, it would be to seek help. I did this several times, but I made the mistake of giving up when my attempts fell through. Don't ever give up. You don't have to accept abuse as a way of life because it was far from normal. You would feel like nobody loves you. Believe me, I know. But you have to love yourself enough to find a way. Find strength and do something I never did in my times of need. Pray, pray, and pray some more. Because if nobody loves you, God certainly does. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I've read this several times and this is a client of mine and it's probably gotten me a little emotional because when I think about how far he has come in therapy, um, despite the fact that he's made a lot of mistakes, he's doing his second 10 year bid in federal uh, prison but I can honestly say after working with this young man that he has tried really hard to understand himself and fight his demons. We, there are so many stories. I've been doing social services for 20 years, 20 years in mental health for the last nine. And in my mind, you know, we have to stop judging people. We need to start stepping out and looking at society for what it is. Now, there are many services, and I want to make sure I get this out before I start ranting. There is the National Domestic Violence Hotline at www.hotline.com. If you think about in his story, there was plenty of generational stuff going on, um, even with the domestic violence. This was family domestic violence. You don't have to 
have a, a, a you know a marriage or a boyfriend girlfriend type situation to have domestic violence. It could be family. That number again is 800-799-7233. There's also a national child abuse hotline, 1-800, the number for a child. That's 1-800-422-4453. And the website for that is www.childhelp.org. I will make sure that I put this on my Facebook page as well. If you noticed in the story, he called the police. There was no help. They were taken into social services. They got sent back. There's no answers for these things, and I'm going to talk about it a little more at the end, which is the motivational Monday inspiration for the day. But I would say still call the police. You never know. Just like he said, don't give up. Um, call social services. Sometimes they don't help. Sometimes they do. If you heard my last show, we talked about that as well. Call uh, churches. You know, if there's family that's positive that have been helpful that you feel loves you, call them. Friends, neighbors, anybody that you believe cares. You never know what will happen. One of the things I want to point out, too, is that there's a lot of, if you noticed in the story, the second girlfriend, she did a lot of emotional manipulation in the beginning, um, calling them names, telling them they're not going to be anything. You know, this is a part of emotional manipulation. I'm going to talk about that on the show, uh, the finale of Family Secrets on December 11th. But emotional manipulation is usually how it starts when, it, you know, for physical abuse. That's also in domestic violence, family relationships, um, any type of relationship, emotional manipulation. I'm going to call you names. I'm going to make you think that, you know, you're not worthy of me or that nobody wants you. I'm going to make you think that, you know, you're a no good child and all these various things, and it nine times out of ten is going to lead to abuse. And actually, even with the emotional manipulation, that is also abusive. Um, and again, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more you know, on December 11th. That is the most important part, but I wanted to start off with physical, and next week we're going to have a sexual abuse story um, and a poem by a young lady um, that is still suffering from all of those scars. And I think it is so important because this is a big topic, a huge topic for today. It's in the news with these people who uh, are in office and entertainers. We have to stop sweeping things under the rug, people. We have to stop continuing these generational you know, lies and, and and spirits and things that we continue to fall victim of. Most people know they have problems. As an adult, you know you have a problem. There's no excuse to continue victimizing your children, people that you love, when there's help out there. I just gave the hotlines. 
There's counselors. There's and, and there's free counseling out there. Most cities have it. If not, go to a church. You ain't gotta be Christian. But somebody's gonna help you. We have to stop turning to alcohol and drugs and sex and gambling and all of these things that keep continuing these cycles of abuse. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I have seen so many of these stories and then they're locked up like animals because some of them become animals. This young man has an anger spirit that is out of control and I've been working with him and he's working, he's doing really well. He's not getting in fights. You know, there's a lot of things that's going on. And last but not least, always remember that my practice is out there. NNK for life. That's NNK, the number four, L-I-F-E dot org. My nonprofit, the Reconciliation Movement, which is uh, the reason for this show, which is about awareness and Hearts to Nourish Hope, who is a partner and who sponsored us to do this show. So we're out there. Our number is 404-969-5661. If we can't help you, we'll find somebody that can. Just don't give up, like the young man said. Don't give up. I didn't realize reading this that I would get emotional. I've read it several times, and I know his story. I mean, he talked about, because he's from a uh, state, close to the beach that he would run away and steal soap and take baths in the ocean you know so you know it's amazing that and I think he was like 12 years old then but it's amazing that um when you're young like that and how you're able to find ways to survive it kind of goes back to survival of the fittest with the sexual survival Now we're talking about people who go to stealing and even harming other people. But we're getting ready for our last break, uh, which is Monday Motivation. Come back and listen to Monday Motivation. (laughs) All right. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization it helps youth and families with education and community resources promoting self-awareness mental health and drug and alcohol recovery Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. 
Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Today it seems everywhere I go, chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back to the last segment of Life Radio brought to you by Hearts to Nourish Hope. It is your Monday motivation. I often tell the story about I did a conference for a huge youth uh, conference for a mega church. And there were thousands of kids. And how and why I even did this segment is because the workshop that I did was called Family Secrets. And a lot of the chaperones that came in, they found out what the topic was and they took their children out of the classroom. And so I thought it was important to do this. When I studied for that workshop, and a lot of you listening may or may not be Christians, but I like to look at the Bible as a guide because despite your belief system, There are a lot of stories in there that can help you with your decision-making in life. So I read this scripture, and I'm going to read it to you. It's Luke 12, 51 through 53, and this is the NIV, the New International Version. It says, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, Mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Now, there's different versions of that. But when I read that in reference to some of the studying that I did, getting ready to do this workshop for middle and high school children um, on family secrets, it came to me that sometimes, not sometimes, but all the time, your tests and your trials, they're your testimony You know, and I tell my clients this all the time. You don't go through things that you can't handle. Abuse, although horrific for some, if you live through it, it means your purpose 
is there and you just have to do it. Just do it. Just like Nike. Your purpose, your gifts, your struggles is for you to do good with. And you will always find a way if you don't give in to the negatives. Negative people. Negative experiences. Negative thoughts. Negative situations. You have to take every painful thing in your life. If I could encourage and empower this young man from the story of the day, he even said it that he didn't do it then, but now he found the strength. He prays, and even though incarcerated for 10 years, he still is going to, well, he's not going to, but he still has faith. I watched him over the last couple months just become so much more encouraged about himself and learning about himself. It is possible. I can testify to this. I'm not telling you something that I haven't had to do myself. This is why mental health is so important. We cannot live through things and continue to believe in lies that we tell ourselves to protect ourselves. These experiences is all about you and your purpose, your purpose in life. Those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those negative people, the negative situations, the abuse. These things was meant to shape you in life to become something great. But it's the negative things that we turn to. It's the alcohol. It's the marijuana. It's the, you know, the the sex, the gambling, the criminal activities, all of these things. Now, some of it, like we said before, was about survival. But when does it get to a point to when you reach out for help? There is help out there. And like the young man said, do not give up. Your life depends on it. But think about this. Not only your life depends on it, but the life of others. The life of others. Your children. Somebody else's children. Your wife. Your husband. See, all of these things that happened to us was meant to shape us for something good. Or that scripture as old as the Bible is, you may not believe. You may not believe in in God. You may not believe in the Bible. But get this. We read books and we hear things and we think about things and we believe in it. These stories in the Bible, it's, it's like history repeating itself. We constantly repeat things over and over again. When are we going to wake up? When are we going to break the generational curses, the generational spirits, the generational abuse, the generational uh, emotional manipulation? Hurt people hurt people. There's a book out there by Sandra T. Wilson. Hurt people hurt people. This is true. It's a continuous cycle. I beg you, try something different if you're in 
these types of situations. Even if it's not this bad. Even if it's something else that in your family secrets that you have kept. You have to try something different to get a different outcome. You have to open your mouth. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. I'm going to speak more about that in the next episode. I pray and I hope that you got something out of this show today. This is this runs very deep to me because I specialize in trauma. I believe that trauma is 99.9% the reason. I'm, and you're going to hear this a lot. You're going to hear me continue to say this. But it is the reason that most of us have problems today. It is the reason that we even have criminal activity. It is the reason that that people are preying on our young girls. So I hope that you join us next week. Next week, again, we're going to focus on sexual abuse. And I hope that my guest is still coming. She um, also is an artist and does poetry and things. So I look forward and I hope that you look forward to that. Um, This is a very touchy subject for me because of all my clients, because of my life, because of classmates, because of family. And I get emotional um, behind it because it is my passion, it is my purpose to make the masses aware of these things and how it affects you and your mental health in our society. I really, really hope that you got something out of today, that you seek help if you're in that situation or tell your friends and come back next week to Live Radio with me, your girl, Victoriously Speaking. Peace. Thank you for making Life Radio an important part of your evening. Please join Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, licensed professional counselor, for another edition of the program next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's to living independently for excellence.